What is my trainer really thinking about during our sessions? What does it take to become a fitness professional? What do group fitness instructors even think about? Let's dive into these questions, confessions, and more. Join me every week for a Talk Tuesday session where we will uncover confessions of fitness professionals. Welcome to this week's installment of Confessions of a Fitness Professional. I'm your fit pro, Andre Anderson, and we're going to discuss how to maintain your composure in your professional environment during times of personal distress. This is a hot topic and one that I can see both sides. I feel like, and, and enlighten me if you are not somebody who identifies as a female or was raised as a female. I have been taught in order to advance professionally, regardless of what profession that is, if I wanted to advance professionally as a female, that I should really change my emotional state and try my best to maintain composure in all environments. So you don't want to be seen as angry or irrational or moody in order to advance in your professional setting. And I think that has really developed this, this group of professional women who are afraid to be vulnerable. And I see it a lot as somebody who is an Enneagram 8 and vulnerability is like the worst thing ever that could happen to us, right? We always want to be very composed, very, very black and white or, or truthfully kind of neutral and, and protect others while not really sharing anything about ourselves, right? So vulnerability is uh, kind of seen as a negative thing for, for an Enneagram 8. And as a result, I, I have really developed a pretty tough exterior to the point where I could be experiencing something pretty devastating and nobody would know about it. And I, I, I like it that way. I prefer it that way. But when it comes to the professional environment, and I'm going to be speaking as a fitness professional, but truthfully, this could be any any industry where you are maybe navigating some, some personal issues or some personal distress and you really want to maintain your professional composure. Now in the fitness environment as a, as a fitness professional, why would that be important? I, I attempted to do research on this. There really isn't a lot out there specific to fitness instructors, but here's my thought. People come to our classes or come to our sessions, if you're a, a, a trainer, to escape reality, relieve stress, to feel better about themselves, to work towards a goal that allows them to, to feel good about themselves. Maybe they're trying to escape uh, a family or they're, they have a really stressful job and this is like one hour, 4% of their day that is all about them. Because of all of those things I just listed, 
I would argue that it is probably a good idea to show up as neutral to positive every time you encounter your clients in that environment, at the studio, on the gym floor, wherever you are holding that fitness professional hat, it is good to show up as neutral or positive. I don't think you should show up as fake. <laughs> and I don't believe in the fake it till you make it. I don't believe in that at all. I believe in being, being yourself, but with a professional edge. <laughs> so I, I, this is coming to me because I'm personally experiencing something kind of devastating lately and I don't want it to affect my work. It's something that I haven't shared with anybody professionally or in my fitness environment. And it got me thinking, you know, this is not only is this environment an escape for my clients, it's also an escape for myself to allow myself to have this neutral to positive environment that I can go to where we're not not trying to compartmentalize necessarily or like forget everything that's happening outside that room but for four percent of the day for that one hour the toughest thing you have to think about is remembering the choreography for your class remembering what sets you were trying to accomplish that day and making sure everybody has a safe and good time i love that about the fitness profession that it's somewhere that you can come to now the other thing i love about it is that it really is a community with fitness, I, I mean, I've had people, I've had clients coming to classes for nearly 15 years with me, regardless of where it is, they're following me everywhere. Um, stalkers, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love it, I love being stalked. Because of that, just over time, our group has seen each other through marriages and, and, and uh, births and sad times, promotions, all of these things that we can come together and celebrate each other, but also things where we could come together and and offer each other a, a chance to get away from a, a you know a sad or a, a stressful environment. And because of that community building, here's my devil's advocate to that whole you want to show up neutral to positive. I think you also need to be real and, and raw and vulnerable with your community. But I think there's a time and a place for it. I would not want to go into my my class, my my studio, getting ready for class, being like all sourpuss, stressed, grumpy, because that is gonna reflect onto every single one of my participants. Have I done that before? Uh, yes, I am a human being. I, when I left my, my first like professional job and I didn't have a safety net of where to land, I just left it because it was a very toxic environment. And even though I did not at that moment have a backup plan, I knew that I, I physically, mentally, emotionally could not keep doing that job. And I, I, it definitely showed up in my, you know, once I left it, my classes were amazing, but for a little while, I was very stressed and it had gotten so big and ballooned so much to the point that even my, you know, going for my morning runs with my running buddy, that became a thing I didn't even want to do anymore. Teaching the classes that I loved to teach, I would show up just like stressed and angry and I'd forget choreography and get really upset at myself. And that is just not 
fun to take a class with somebody like that. So I knew that was my that was my moment where I knew I needed to make a change because I was not showing up as myself and it was not fair to myself and it was absolutely not fair to my clients and my participants. So I don't know, there are there are these two truthful things. I mean, one, you want to show up as neutral to positive to your people. You want to be there for them. You want to be the constant in their life where everything is just chaotic. But two, you want to be real with the, the family, the community that you have created over a, a, a almost two decades, right? So I, you don't want to be secretive and you don't want to hide anything, but I would not start a class with, by the way, this weekend, you know, we had to go to the vet and my my cat of, of 18 years, we had to make a difficult decision. I would never start a class that way. But I have outlets like this where I can share that information and think of it in more of a, not a, not a positive way, but but be able to utilize it to make a point or utilize it to share a theory or to start a conversation. Because the reality is that as a fitness professional or whatever profession you're in first, you are a human being and things happen outside your control. Sometimes you have to make really difficult decisions. Sometimes things happen that you have no way to, to change it in the immediate, you're maybe working through it. Uh, I can think of another difficult time when I was leaving a long-term relationship and I had to scramble and figure out where I was going to live, how I was going to afford to to pay my bills, all of those things. But through it, I kept my fitness classes because that was my one source of like, ah, you know, happiness, safety, health, community. I didn't want to let that go as well as everything else at that time. So, you know, you know that your your fitness, your health, your wellness community is there to, to help you through it. Even if they don't know what's going on, they are there to help you feel good and feel better about yourself. I find it as a, a source of personal pride almost that my participants, my clients tell me first things like, you know, hey, I'm, I'm experiencing this at work or um, happy things like, hey, by the way, I'm having a baby. So uh, just so you know, if I fate in class or if this is why I'm not going all out right now because I don't feel good. It makes me feel so awesome to be included in all of those different secrets and scenarios and and ideas and thoughts that my participants are having. And I feel like it would be it would not be a it would not be great to keep what I'm going through from them as well. I just think there's a time and a place we're there as a as a professional again to create this neutral to positive environment for people to feel comfortable to feel safe to feel empowered to feel good and i don't want to wreck that by oversharing or sharing too much personal information but again i can see the other side of it where sharing actually creates a stronger community and i got to witness that when i got engaged I had my community come out and they surprised me with balloons and flowers and 
it was so great. And my, my fitness community is the group that took me on my bachelorette weekend and we went hiking and it was just so much fun. So being there to celebrate those good moments is great. It, it, when it's the other end of the spectrum and you're dealing with, you know, difficult decisions or grief or whatever it might be, it can be easier to kind of recoil and not want to share that information for fear of it, you know, creating a, a not so happy environment. So I guess that's what I'm, what I'm thinking through, working through personally at the moment. And I wanted to share it here because I don't think I'm alone in that. I think there's this idea or there's a, this thought that, you know, we have to be a very black or white, like very constant figure in our clients' lives. And we do. I, I think we, we kind of have taken that oath as a, as a fitness professional. Once you decide you're going to do it, you realize you are absorbing, absorbing, absorbing all of your clients, good, bad, ugly, whatever it is, and doing your best to maintain composure regardless of what's happening in your life. Um, I, my, my full-time profession is the same way, working in education with children. It's like they throw so much at you and kids have no filters. They don't know what's appropriate and what's not appropriate to tell a trusted adult. And to some extent, again, that is part of the oath that we take when we get in the business. We understand that weird things are going to come our way and we have to remind ourselves not to giggle. <laughs> Although sometimes you just want to giggle because you're like, I don't know how you don't see that this is a weird thing. You know, you don't want to get too emotional. You don't want to get too, too, uh, you know, attached or involved. You want to be that observant third party. But you're also, again, building a relationship and building a community with those kids. So it's such a tough, weird place to be. I've, my approach, here's what I've done. I do my best to leave it at the door when I'm dealing with other people. I, and when I'm on the job, I want to be there to be the neutral positive, to be the one that absorbs, to be the one that if, if it's asked to share some uh, feedback or criticism or ideas of, of how to improve it or just give advice in general, that's been my approach and that has worked really well for me. I tend to be more of a private person. I tend not to show a ton of vulnerability. Um, however, I do not have a poker face to the point that one of my colleagues said, um, I love that our meetings are, are uh, recorded because I will go back and just watch all of your expressions. And I'm like, cool, cool, cool. That's weird and interesting. <laughs> I, I, do, I have a very expressive face. You can tell when I'm shocked about something, do not like something, or extremely unattached, bored about something. <laughs> I show it all in my face. So you you could make assumptions about how I'm feeling and probably be correct, but I'm not very forthcoming with personal information. There was a point even, uh, not in the current job I'm in, but in my previous job where I did not let anybody know when my birthday was. I just didn't want to deal. I didn't want there to be an office cake or balloons or a celebration. I just wanted it to be another day. And if you know me, you know I love birthdays, but it was just a weird office environment where I just didn't want anybody to know and fake celebrate for me, right? I think it's a, a I want it to be authentic and genuine. And, it is in our fitness classes. 
you come to my fitness class and it's your birthday or your birthday has been close to our day, you know you're showing up for squats or burpees that day and we are celebrating you and it is genuine and we all grumble, but we secretly love it. So there's that. I guess all of that to say that this week's confession is, it's okay, it's okay to share your personal life and your personal things with your professional community if it's okay, if it feels right for you. But my confession is that I would prefer to be private and I would prefer to maintain a neutral to positive environment for my participants. And I think that's sort of a, that's part of my brand. That is part of my brand. I wanna be here for my clients. I wanna help, I wanna absorb. Uh, I don't, I absorb, but I, it doesn't oversaturate me. Other people's feelings and emotions don't oversaturate me. I can, I can absorb quite a bit without feeling overwhelmed. I, I, I feel sympathy. Um, I, you know, I want to correct and I want to help people and I want to help people improve. It doesn't overwhelm me to have other people's emotions shared with me. And I think that's part of what makes me a really great, uh, college and career counselor. I think that's what makes me a great fitness instructor. I can take it all. <laughs> I can take a lot of it. And I think it's really helpful as a fitness professional that our job is to make people sweat and build endorphins because endorphins make you happy <laughs> and help you to work your way through difficult situations. So I am incredibly grateful for fitness. I'm incredibly grateful for my fitness community. And, you know, I know that if I did need something, I could reach out to anyone in my fitness community and they would be absolutely helpful. I just prefer to be the person that helps others and to be in that in that role. And that's where I am. That's my confession. I would love to know if you are a, a fitness professional or are aspiring to be a fitness professional, how you deal with maintaining composure and professionalism while navigating times of personal distress. And you know, even if that's not your profession, like I want to know how do you maintain your professionalism or do you maintain your professionalism? What has that been like for you to navigate? So share with me. You can comment on the, the YouTube if you're watching this. If you're listening to this on whatever podcast, there's a space to put comments. Um, I also always entertain DMs and um, messages. So I would love to hear from you. Thanks for sharing my confession of the week and I will see you for another round next time. Bye.